This week on the Small Market Podcast, our in-studio interview with 6'2", 140 kilogram, premier champion of the UCW, Kodiak. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Small Market Podcast with your host, Watucky and Hoffman. Hope you're all doing okay out there in radio podcast land or whatever you want to call it. It's a new platform, you know. We have a very special show today because today we have, I'm a ridiculous, geeky uh, wrestling fan and we have an in-studio guest. He's our first in-studio guest ever, um, Zach Acker, a.k.a. Kodiak. And Zach, you want to say hello? Hello. Yeah, you are with the UCW Wrestling uh, Company, correct? Correct. And they are local, um, but they put on some of the best shows I've ever seen. They are awesome. And for the price point, it is some of the best entertainment. You, Andy, have you gone to any of these shows yet? Or no? I haven't been able to. But okay, I that's can... a shame. Yeah, wow. it, it is. It's disappointing. You're missing out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm super hyped right now just hearing the stories even before the interview. They're amazing. Uh, Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about UCW? Well, UCW, Ultimate Championship Wrestling, is a independent promotion out of Bay City. Um, it's one of the better ones around, honestly, but I guess I'm biased. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you ex- me. Yeah, are you exclusive to UCW? Um, currently, yes, I am exclusive to UCW. Um, there are several promotions around Michigan, but at the moment, I feel like that's where I'm best fit. So I'm just working with them and keeping things going, honestly. It's good for my schedule with everything, yeah. So, and it's a good company to work in. It is right. I it's. I just know they're very entertaining. Um, usually, with some of these these uh, local wrestling outfits, they get kind of controversial, or you hear stories about they're not run properly and all that stuff. And I haven't heard any of that nonsense with the UCW. So, you want to tell us a little bit? Do you know kind of their backstory or, or what's going on with them? Like how they started up? Who who runs it? Who's in charge of UCW? Brian Madey is the owner of the company and they've been going around for a while um if you guys get the chance we have a library as far as back as 2005 i believe on um youtube right now but we also have our library on impact plus we just got in a partnership with them and they have a lot of our backlog right now now what sorry to interrupt what what is impact plus impact plus is the app or um, streaming service for Impact Wrestling. They like to work with independent promotions to help get them a little bit more... Exposure. Exposure, yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Cool. <laughs> I need to go back and watch some more of those matches. In fact, I I meant to go back and watch more of your matches. I, want, I found one from Billy Ray Daniels' match. Uh, it was you and Billy Ray Daniels, and I don't think you got a single lick of offense in on that, that match. Um 
it was just him beating you up the whole time. And I'm like, come on, man. You know, but this is from like a year ago or a year yeah. and a half ago. He's, so. a, he's a squirrely little dude. Um, yeah. Good in the ring. Like, I have respect for what he does. Right. And um, he just, he out wrestled me that night. I. Yeah. I wasn't in my prime, and he's he's got more experience than I do. So he just he kind of out wrestled me in the ring and taught me some lessons, helped me progress as a person from from doing that. Mm-hmm. See where I need to work and kind of get a veteran's perspective on some stuff. You're a heck of a worker, though. You really are. I mean, you 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 take bumps amazingly. You know, you go to your knees real quick. You take a hit. You. You're falling off, and for a big guy, you're a big dude. How, how big are you, Zach? I am six two, currently in at it's a hundred and thirty five kilograms. Wow, what is that in American? <laughs> <laughs> that would be close to about three hundred, three hundred twenty. Holy smokes! This, yeah, since you're listening in podcast land, this yeah. is a big dude I have sitting to my right. <laughs> hey, we're trying to be really nice to you. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> it's intimidating for you guys. Right. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, how many years have you been? Uh, have you been working? How many years have you been a wrestler for? I have been a wrestler for it is close to two and a half years now. Only two and a half. Almost two. No, about two. Yeah, two two and a half years so, right now. So what? Uh, what made you get into it? Like what? Did you just like a love of wrestling growing up. Oh yeah. And then you kind of just. I've You've enjoyed seen it. that this was out there. Yep. Type Ever of thing? since I was a kid, I've enjoyed wrestling. I mean, that's where most guys get their passion from, you know, going out and seeing shows that their parents have took them to, or watching what you have on TV, whether it was WCW to WWE, or you know, catching stuff like New Japan on um, YouTube, seeing what you can, and it just kind of goes from there. Uh, I did have a big dip in like teen years where I wasn't too into it, but then the passion came back and um it really started with collecting wrestling cards oh nice interesting okay that's awesome so i started collecting those for a while and um we got some talking to do then (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, we we learned about the school out in bay city and uh just took my chance and went that's awesome that's cool yeah have you always been like this big or you like did you bulk up a little bit for the school and for... No, this is how I was born. You know, okay. came, came straight out six two, three twenty. <laughs> sure enough. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, no, I, I mean, feel I... for your mom. No. <laughs> no, I didn't know if you, like you, you were I didn't know if you were you kinda of bulked up a little bit before you went into the school or anything. Or, like, how that worked out? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, I wasn't sure what I was getting into, and I know the school itself does a really good job of helping guys prepare for it, being able to get in shape, or at least to the point that we need to, to be able to get in the ring and perform. Okay. All right. I know we didn't talk about this before, but did you ever do – I know a lot of guys that did, did, like, backyard wrestling and stuff. Were you ever into that? Did you do that stuff with your friends or, or... – Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, it wasn't too much. There was a group of probably like five or six of us, and we probably got together two or three times over like a year and a half, and just did some, you know, stupid little back backyard stuff, yeah, and like basement stuff. But that was really it. I never really did anything more until I started training. Okay, so once you started training and you got into the school, were there? Tell me about. You had to have some stories where you're like, oh, that's I was doing things wrong. <laughs> 
oh, you know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Um, and that's that's the learning process, you know. You you pick up what's going on and kind of go from there. Honestly, like, honest, just a simple headlock. You know, yeah. you think you're doing it right, but then you you come in and they're like, no, you're 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 off. You know, because you're you're either not holding it right or you know you're not going tight enough, getting it locked in the way that it should. And yep. that's things that you'll learn, you know, how to keep the guy there yeah. instead of, you know, having it a certain way to where they can slip out. Even the headlock, it, you know, looks painful as heck. It is. Like it really does, you know, and um, the way you guys do it, it just, I feel like I'd get my ears ripped off or get my, my neck broken or something. I wanted to be a wrestler when I was a kid, and now I know I just, I'm not cut out for it physically. There's no way I could do it, you know, but someone like you, like you, it... They, I imagine they had to be careful with you and be like, look, you're a 300-pound guy. Um, you could very easily hurt somebody in the ring. Have you ever hurt anybody in the ring or no? Not to my knowledge. Okay. And that's mostly due to training, you know, just being as careful as you can while you're trying to win because that's what it's all about is winning. You want to be the one coming out with your hand raised at the end. Right, right. Now, Andy kind of touched on it. He said, what made you decide to go into this? Um, how did you go about getting into it? Like, what got you the courage to be like, okay, there's a wrestling school here in Bay City. I'm doing it. My girlfriend. Really? Truthfully. Uh, oh. And then just support from people around me also. Uh, mostly just the drive to want to do something different. Um, break out from what I'm doing and entertain people. Yeah. It's kind of my big drive. I like to entertain the ones around me, and this is a good outlet for it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you've got a, a great character. I, well, you've got two characters, you know, in, in the... Right, you're kind of like, ah, this and that. There's you, there's Zach Acker, there's Zach, and then there's Kodiak, which is kind of a bad guy with the with the A-team. You're a Canadian guy, and um, you've got a partner... Uh, and you guys are <laughs> you're very entertaining in these shows. Well, there's several partners. There's actually four of us total. There's four oh, really? People. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So who, All right. what, are, what are their names? Then? I mean, you're Kodiak. I'm Kodiak, and then we also have Kurt Hendricks, and then um, Fabio, and um, Captain Canada right now. So, and everybody's character is can Canadian type of face. Yes, we're all Canadian. Obviously, the, the A team. The A team. Yes. Yes. Nice. <laughs> it's great. It's they come out and when they cut promos, it's the best because they just they're they're heels all the way. You're anti-American, anti-Michigan. Oh yeah. What a perfect team for Michigan. Um, you kind of you're you're kind of bad guys in the uh, in the organization. Um, at least anybody that, that watches the show thinks that you might be a bad guy because you're Canadian and you come in and you kind of you talk badly about Michiganders and Michigan and America, and right off the bat, we're, we're against you. We're <laughs> ready to root <laughs> against you. And Canadian, that's hard to do. Like, most Canadians are very lovable and polite and... That's, just, like that's the stereotype, yeah. That's the stereotype, but <laughs> you make Canadian... It, it like kind of reminds me of like the Mounties. You remember them? Mm -hmm. uh, the Mountie. Oh, I hated that guy when I was watching him. And you remind me a lot of that, but it's not a knockoff. It's your own thing. The A team is so 
It's great. It's it's amazing. So just kind of tell me a little bit about um, you guys and, and what you're, you know, what you do. Well, as you guys say, we are the A team. Um, we're here to dominate. Yeah. We're here to show you guys Canada's the better way. You know that we're the ones here that are entertaining you. We're the more entertaining group from anybody else. And any negative that you guys are putting on us is just your own insecurities coming through. And yeah, so oh. no, A-team, go Canada. We're gonna keep <laughs> it going. And yeah, like I said, your own American insecurities can't let you see what we truly are. So you, you'd, rather, <sighs> you'd rather boo us then understand us. Just Ooh. listening to you <laughs> makes my American blood oh, boil. Exactly, <laughs> man. So, who who are some of the guys that you're really after in the UCW? Who are you? Uh, who do you? Have, who has targets on their back? Oh, everybody. But everybody. I guess if you want specifically, Nick Green has been a real thorn in my side for a while, but. As we've seen from our last match, I came out victorious, and I will continue to do that yeah. every time. And then there's... <laughs> Confidence. Yes. Also, Brooklyn Brawler. Um, we've had a long-standing feud with him. I love that guy, though. Uh, Gosh, I love the Brooklyn Brawler. Okay, what's what's your deal with him? What's wrong with the Brooklyn Brawler? He's, he's always getting in our way. I mean, respect the guy. Yeah. He's been in the business a long time, but... Seems like every time we turn around, he's he's there to support his American brethren. Very much so. He's a big guy too. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if he's as big as you, but I mean, he, he he's close. Yeah, yeah. And he's been around a long time too. Yeah. Um, who speaking of that, and he's he's been all over. You know, Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn bra brawler. He's kind of he runs the school and stuff, correct? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, now, who, who do you look up to in the biz? In the business? Yeah. Um, now, as for, like, just our company or, like, generally from wrestling itself? Let's start, let's say generally from wrestling itself, because I, I was always curious about, okay, who inspired you so much as to want to get into the ring and, and do what you do? Uh, one of the biggest influences, I would say, is Sting. Um, grew up watching him. Um, the Hart Foundation, obviously, Owen, Brett, always phenomenal in the ring, great with whatever they do. Absolutely, yeah. Brett was a, I, he was, he's probably my all-time favorite wrestler. When I was a kid, I loved Roddy Piper, <laughs> and he was the one guy I could watch and be like, man, I, I could get in the ring. If Roddy Piper could do it, I could do it. He's, <laughs> he's not that big, you know. Of course, then you see him in like a movie like They Live, and he's ripped, Right. Like okay, yeah. never mind, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but seriously, he's a big guy. Mm -hmm. um, I've got so many more questions for you, okay. Zach. If you don't mind sticking around, we want to talk to you just a little bit more, okay? Definitely. All right, we will be right back with more of the Small Market Podcast with our first in the studio guest, uh, professional wrestler Zach Acker, aka Kodiak from the A Team. This is Kodiak, coming to you guys from the Small Market Podcast. If any of you guys out there, which I know most of you are, are into sports cards or wrestling cards, go on and check out all four sports. 
based at 7907 Gratiot Road in Saginaw, Michigan. You're not going to regret it. So go! Welcome back to the Small Market Podcast with your host, Watucky and Hoffman. We have our in-studio guest, Zach Acker, Mr. Kodiak from Canada, from the A-Team. He, uh, he's 140 kilograms. He insisted on me telling you all that. Yes, I did. Yep, it, not in pound. He refuses to tell me in, in American what he weighs, but 140 kilograms. We're just going to go through, go with that because I don't want to... I don't want to get uh, pile drived or body slammed or j- yeah, I, keep it I, civil. We don't want to piss him off. You know? I don't. I don't want to piss him off. I have a few tables at my house, and he could certainly throw me through those. So yeah, you want to eat dinner on one tonight, don't you? Exactly. Oh, there's yeah. definitely one for each of you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all him, though. I don't, I don't I want to get involved. Listen, I'm yet. trying to stay on your good side. I just know that 140 kilograms is big. That's all. So that's that's uh, more than enough to to beat me up. And uh, so I'm going to leave him alone and be nice to him. Uh, so you got your head shaved recently. Um, who shaved your head last time? I just want to bring that up. I know, but I just want to bring that up and kind of rub it in your face, antagonize you a little bit. After so. you just say you don't want to make me mad, you know, <laughs> go right into this. Yep. Um, you don't want a coffee table anymore. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, got, uh, my tag team partner here, Watucky. Oh, don't is, drag uh, me into this. I'm not, I'm not uh, even A handicap match won't help either of you. So. <laughs> no, <man>. You're <laughs> going to kick both of our asses. I'm a buck so, 40 yeah. soaking wet. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting involved. Um, <laughs> but it was it was the Brooklyn Brawler that actually shaved my head. And yeah. it was a tag match. His partner was Bryce Sullivan. He that held guy. me down as Brawler shaved my head in front of. I love that wow. guy. Have I told you how much I love the Brooklyn Brawler? Oh, That's that awesome. guy's amazing. He's awesome. I'm pissing him off. I'm pissing <laughs> him off. I don't care. What? So what? You, do I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the Brooklyn Brawler here in a little bit. So, But I'm going to l- give you a chance to cool off a little bit just for a second. Um, can you can you tell us about the venues, some of the places that you guys are wrestling at right now, the UCW and yourself you're you're not a contracted player you are exclusively with the ucw correct as of now yes i am okay where are some of the places you guys are are wrestling at um currently we are just based in bay city with the hall of brawl or ucw and we do occasional shows with the prime um but mostly we're focusing on our venue specifically trying to get more attention for that and just let the people know that we're out there Tell us about that venue. Where is that? We are located at 300 North Winona Street in Bay City. It's a partnership with Lighthouse Family Worship Center. We are in their gymnasium, I guess you would call it. But it's it's our venue. We've gone through. The owner has done a lot to get the facility up and running and have everything there. Oh, very cool. I, I haven't been there yet, but I've been to your shows at the Prime, and they are amazing. I love them, and honestly, if you had a, a a show anywhere else in Bay City or the Tri Cities, even Flint, I would I'd follow you there. It's such a great show. My dad, like I said, um, I, was, I was talking to Watucky and yourself offline earlier. 
he asked me every couple weeks, when is that wrestling thing coming around again? And um, I'm, yeah, it's, we really look forward to it. It's, it's a lot of fun. You guys bring in big names. Uh, you brought in Sergeant Slaughter last time and Tommy Dreamer and Rhino. What, did, what have you learned from some of those guys? or can, Do you have any stories about any of those guys or your interactions with any of those guys, even if they're, they're you know, gritty? I don't care. I, I want to hear <laughs> something. Um, I personally really don't have any stories from them. Um, I'm still early in my career, so I'm okay. still just trying to learn everything that's going on and kind of keep my place for a lot of stuff, you know? Um, a lot of the guys, they're, they're super nice. Um, I can at least say that. Everybody that's come through, I've shown nothing but respect for them. You know, they come through with the most professional manner to try and get things done. Um, helping, like myself, the younger guys try and learn what we need to do to progress to get to a stage like they have reached. All right, Kodiak, tell us about some of the injuries you might have sustained um, in your training or in matches? Um, so far, I really haven't had anything major happen. Um, there was a practice where I forgot my elbow pads, and as we were going through, completely skinned my elbow right oh. here. It left about a cigar-sized burn, rug burn from the mat. Ooh, holy right cow. Right here. Oh, yeah. And um, just, I've pulled a couple muscles, but nothing major, honestly. Yeah. Well, I imagine as big of a guy as you are, and I keep hammering this home, you probably haven't had too many injuries. You're probably yeah. inflicting the pain on other guys, but at the same time, you're being careful and Yo. and haven't hurt too many people. Have you gotten a, a chance to, like, stretch anybody out really good? or? Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's a fight, you know. We're both trying to do what we can to come out the victor. So sometimes guys get a little bruised up, might get a little black and blue, but, I mean, we're in a fight for what's going on and that's exactly why i'm champion right now absolutely now how we met you i this is kind of going off a little bit but but um i know your brother josh i know him a little bit better than you he he owns all four sports in saginaw and shields and um i i met you through him basically because i know that you guys are you, you guys are brothers right and um i uh he, he was promoting your show with Sergeant Slaughter and Tommy Dreamer and Rhino and all those guys. And uh, I asked him if we could get an interview with you. It was super tough to get a hold of you. And yeah. then That's what, what happens when you live in the Canadian wilderness. Uh, seriously. Yeah, there's no phones out there, man. <laughs> there Carrier pigeons sending in notes. International. It's, it's yeah. really difficult to get a hold of you. I was in there geeking out in the store one day, and I was just, just looking through cards. And then all of a sudden... This guy walks in the door, 6'2", 140 kilograms of pain, just very scary. I thought you were here to rob the place, and then you started talking to That's your one American of mentality. I, well, I wish I'd had a gun on me. <laughs> I really did. I wish I had a gun. I wouldn't have known how to use it, but I wish I had a gun, and just to feel more secure, you know, but uh, <laughs> you were there, and um, then I... I was introduced to you and uh, very intimidated, but um, yeah, and then you quickly kind of redirected because there's so much stuff to look at in that shop, and you, oh, yeah. you were kind of just shopping around just like I was, and 
later on I Facebook stalked you and got a hold of you, and that's how we got this interview <laughs> today. Right. You know, but that's a great shop. I just wanted to kind of plug them a little bit. All four sports and shields and Saginaw, and uh, very cool little store. They they've uh, uh, they've got all your sports cards and memorabilia needs, and you go there quite a bit. You're kind of a collector too. So yeah, um, I stop in whenever I can get the chance. Just not only to see my brother, but uh, to see what new products they have in. Um, I enjoy collecting the wrestling cards that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a big collection of stuff. They uh, do. And it's amazing to see the sports cards. You know, you don't realize what kind of cards are actually out there until you go to a shop like that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And you said when you first started out, when you first started training, you kind of had to you had to sell a lot of your, your wrestling collection just to kind of – get the training in or get the schooling in, right? Yeah, I got a, I got rid of a big portion of my collection to be able to help me financially with training, but also it was kind of a, a shift for me to go from doing sports cards all the time because I, I would come in and I'd do shows with Josh. We did a couple through, through a couple years ago. We did a couple through the state of Michigan, and um, – when I really focused on getting into wrestling and starting all of that, I kind of left that hobby to the side and picked up this one to really focus on it. Sure. Who are your guys that you collected hardcore? Like, who's your PC? Who's your personal collection guys? Um, or gals? Sting is a big, big one for me. I've been watching him since I was a kid, and it's just, it's awesome. I've met him once at a convention that was oh, amazing. Cool. So nice. uh, there's that. But then The New Day. They're just hilarious, honestly, <laughs> like to watch them perform and to see what they do to entertain the people and go from there, honestly, like that's mostly what I collect is in them, but I also have some of the females like Asuka or Carmela, Naomi, my girlfriend, she likes to collect them, so we look through and find what we can for her. She likes a lot of the female wrestlers, and that's one big support is to at least have her behind me. You know? Yeah, and you got some of those kiss cards, man. I'm yeah. jealous. Those are awesome. Um, I, one of the last questions I have, and then, Andy, I'll turn it over to you. I know I've been, like, monopolizing oh, this interview. No, you're, you're fine. I am super, super excited to just have not only an uh, uh, in-studio guest, but a professional wrestler here to talk to us. Um, Kodiak, we've got a, well, Andy has a stepson. I've, I've known this kid for a very long time, and mm-hmm. um, he would like to be a professional wrestler. Do you have any advice for him? What would you do to him if you saw him coming in? Uh, would, you, would you humble him right away, or would you kind of take him under your wing, give him some advice, or like some sort of middleman role? How, how would you treat him? Um. I would treat him pretty much the way I'd treat most guys that come through. Um, see where they're at, you know, start out with the encouragement, but it's it's mostly on them just to make sure that they have the drive, that they really want to do this, and they really want to be there for everything going on, you know, because that's a big thing is the dedication. Um, a lot of the guys that do this as their career, you know, they're out there five, six, seven times a week, different promotions, just trying to get their stuff. And that's really the biggest thing is making sure you're dedicated, making sure it's something that you really want to do. Cause it's a lot of strain on the body 
along with mentally. You know, a lot of the guys are away from their families and stuff, and they need to be able to be at that point in their life where they're able to not only handle the things that they have going on personally, but be there for the companies that they're working for. You know, absolutely. That's a really good bit of advice to, to anybody that's young and coming up. Mm-hmm. It, it's one of the toughest training processes in all of sports and sports entertainment is professional wrestling. It's incredibly underestimated, but if you talk to any wrestler or hear from any wrestler that they say that the the training process is brutal. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you figure with your training when you first starting, um, a lot of places like to do their training five days a week and mm-hmm. um, go from there. For I was fortunate enough to find a place where I could work with my schedule with them and go. Um, the training was a little longer because of it because I could only do certain days when they had stuff open during the week, but I'm at work. And again, that goes back to like the dedication that I was talking about. You have to be able to find the time that you need in order to get in the ring and do what you have to to make sure you're prepared. Because with training, you're going to be there, like I said, five days a week for two to three hours, and it gets you prepared for your matches where your match can be anywhere from five minutes to an hour and a half. And so you just have to be prepared with what's going on. And that's a a big thing, like I said earlier, with the advice given. You know, you just want to make sure you're prepared for everything going on. It's a lot of strain. And that's why guys do practice so much and make this Like you were saying, AJ, and the way you're describing it, it seems like it's almost another job. Like on top of your your full-time job, having a second job. Absolutely. The amount of work that's put into that. I wouldn't call it a job. I would call it something that I'm dedicated to. Well, that's definitely something. Then we know how how much it means to you and how far and how well you're going to do in this business because it doesn't seem like a job to you. you right. Know? It's, it's something that I'm doing personally to entertain people, but also for myself to get out and um, just be in front of a crowd. You know, yeah. like I that's one of the bigger aspects for it for me is I like to be in front of a crowd, show people, but also have that fight. You know, it's a way to come out and put energies positively on some stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I bet that a lot of kids or young people that would want to go into that either have one or the other. They might have the physical aspect but they might not have the, the charisma to be in front of a crowd and entertain a crowd. Right. And you really have to have both. Or they might have the charisma, but not have the physical chops to be able to, to hang with somebody in the ring. Right, I agree. And that that's the fine line between it. You need to be able to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, come in, have your athleticism, but you know, you're also showing the crowd who you are and what's going on. You want them to be able to see what's going on and convey your message to them. You want to tell a story. Yep. You know, that That's what uh, what this is all about is storytelling. You know, if you're not telling a story, even on a local show, the audience isn't going to be interested and you've, you've got no ground to stand on, right? Exactly. Yeah. So. Now, I, earlier, sorry to interrupt you. Earlier you had mentioned champion. Are you a current champion? Do you hold? Yes. Okay. With, well, yeah. I guess yes. We haven't mentioned that at all, I guess. Um, please go into that if you I am one of two champions currently at the promotion. I am the premier champion right now. Um, before all of this quarantine stuff happened, um, we had a battle royal that I won. 
and cool. got my championship over several other guys. Nice. Yeah. So then, uh, then in the future, then you'll probably have bouts to then people challenge coming to you to challenge for your belt. Well, they I can guess. try to challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Does, doesn't mean it's going to work out for them. 140 kilograms. Six foot two. Right. Exactly. That's not. Oh, I don't even want to. Six wanna... foot two, 140 kilograms of Canadian bacon right here. You're, you're not just going <laughs> to walk up and take it. <laughs> no, nope, no, sir. Not at all. It might be the closest to Sasquatch you guys are going to find. <laughs> uh, what are some of the when – when is wrestling returning? Right now we're in a strange time, a weird time. Any idea? Have you had any – I'm sure you've had talks with the organization, uh, with UCW. When are you coming back? What's going – when is it safe? Um, as of now, well, what? Your governor is saying all of your stuff should be lifted the 15th, is it? Something like yes. that? I voted for her. I, yeah. I kind of follow what's going on so I can know when I'm able to come back and what's going on. Understandable. Um, but from my knowledge, we would hope to try and get something in July. Um, okay. I'm not too sure. They still have all of their stuff that they're trying to take care of. Really, I'm just kind of waiting for the call. When they tell me, hey, we're ready to come back, that's when we're coming back. And uh, you guys can definitely check out either my Facebook or Twitter, which I'm sure you guys will probably hang up somewhere. Yeah, well, why don't you say your Twitter account real quick? And, um, and we will, yeah, we'll, we'll plug that. But I, uh, I definitely want to come and see you get beat up again, you know, by some Americans. You got lucky es- that time. Especially. You better watch who you talk. You're talking especially to the, the Brooklyn Brawler. Champion. Look, I don't know the Brooklyn Brawler yet, but when I do, he's going to protect me, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. And I have a tag team partner right here. Don't drag me into your mess. You're you my pet. You got that shovel and you listen, keep digging. I don't want to be a part of it. No. You're, I, we, <laughs> no. I'm you're just an American. Here, you're I told American. you I'm just here for the editing, damn it, Hoffman. It doesn't matter. Uh, we, you're my tag team partner, whether you like it or not. All 100, you know, 100. 60 pounds <laughs> of paid, yeah, you know, whatever you are. You're giving me an extra 20 there. Thank you. Right. <laughs> trying to oversell him here guys right yeah, yeah. right exactly so what's your do you have a what's your twitter handle kodiak uh yeah for twitter if you guys want to check me out uh, it's at kodiak a team okay don't get it wrong for your american a oh my god it is eh because we are the a team so ridiculous kodiak a team we'll we'll post that on our our facebook page as well and we'll we'll tag you on the instagram we'll tag you Everywhere, if people want to re- want to follow your ridiculousness and uh, you know all your all your posts, so uh, you know, we can see you come back. We, we look forward to you coming back and wrestling coming back. Oh, that makes two of us, man. Yeah, it's definitely needed right now. Yeah. So right now, kind of tentatively, tentatively July is what we're thinking about, um, and uh, either if it's not at um, the uh, the church on Winona, somewhere somewhere in Bay City, we'll, oh, we'll yeah. see you. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. And do you have any other questions for this Canadian no. villain here? No, no. <laughs> you're like, nope. I'm no. just gonna back out. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> tap, tap out. He's so intimidated, he just wants to sit in the corner and do nothing. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. I, I swear, I don't think he's even looked at me for longer than like two seconds. Uh, I just like keep my head down. Really scared. He's like, really Hoffman. Why are you saying this? <laughs> just wait till, just wait till our our buddy gets becomes a professional wrestler, and then 
and he's going to take on Kodiak. Well, he's going to get beat up. Well, he's going to try and take let's on get, Kodiak. Let's be honest. He's going to try to take on Kodiak. He's going to get stomped into the ground, and uh, it's going to be too bad. Great. Really. Now I got funeral expenses. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Just anyway. get the insurance policy first. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to having you come back, and uh, especially when wrestling comes back. And thank you so much for coming on the show, Kodiak. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, not a problem, guys. Thanks for having me out, you know. Like, it's been an experience. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate your time. Always nice to get out of the house after everything that's been going on. Right. Yeah. I'll have more American orange juice for you, too, you know, the next time you come back. What is the deal with the orange juice, I guess? I, I, I mean... AJ said he had to have it here for the interview. That was your rider. That was your one rider. Yep, that's you know. the only thing I asked. His demand just was need that vitamin C. <laughs> okay, all right. I just I just didn't know if there was something to it. But I that was the demand. No, no. I I asked him honest. In all honesty, I asked him, "What do you want? Beer, liquor, anything? What's you know?" And he was like, "Orange juice, no pulp." All yep. right. Yes, sir. Yes, we will. I will make sure I have that for you. So I'm not a drinker. I really don't drink. Yeah. So right. I mean, I appreciate the offer on that. But no, orange juice and chocolate milk. About the the two go tos. He didn't even want didn't even want Molson or anything like that. Wow. You know, it was yeah, very disappointing. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much to, for tuning in to us. Uh, this is Watake and Hoffman and our special guest Kodiak for coming into the studio today. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Small Market Podcast. You've been listening to the Small Market Podcast. Like and comment, interact with us on Facebook at the Small Market Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Anchor and Spotify. Or email us at smallmarketpodcast at gmail.com. Music for Small Market Podcast was provided by the band Pura. Thank you.